This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to the Whole Hog Football Podcast, bringing you the latest news, analysis, and more. Here's your host, Matt Jones, with Scotty Bordelon of the Hog Sports Network and wholehogsports.com. Welcome into the Whole Hog Football Podcast. Arkansas will play Auburn on Saturday. It's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff at Razorback Stadium, SEC Network. We'll televise the game between a couple of teams that are at the bottom of the SEC West trying to work their way out of it along with Mississippi State. The Razorbacks, of course, got the win over Florida last week. Auburn comes into this game on a two-game winning streak. They've had the good fortune of playing Mississippi State and Vanderbilt the last two weeks. That'll help you. Uh, but, you know, I think back to the first year that Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss in 2012. They played Arkansas in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium. And I remember in that game, it just felt like a – it felt like two trains going by each other, one going in the right direction, one going in the wrong direction. Arkansas obviously was in the you know the interim season under John L. Smith. I don't know that I necessarily think Arkansas is going in the wrong direction under Sam Pittman, although we know this season hasn't gone the way that they want it to. But it, I, it's it's weird just kind of thinking about that 2012 game versus this one. You got Auburn on the win, you know, on the winning streak. Um, they could be bowl eligible with a win this weekend. Arkansas got some work to do. It's just kind of an interesting feeling going into this game. It really is, and I feel like I almost say this every week, like as much as I say Arkansas's defense is going to give it a chance to win, um, but I just don't know really what to make of the team that Arkansas is playing because, yeah, you can look at the schedule and see that you know they've won back-to-back games, but it's mm-hmm. against probably the two teams that you would most like to play if you needed a win. Offensively, they're the two worst teams in the SEC. Really, really Hands bad. down. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure Auburn's not 12th. And, yeah, I just – I've got question marks. Obviously, like, I think it's a very winnable game for Arkansas. Is if, you know, if they play tough enough and they fight like they have in, you know, the last several weeks, you know, I think they've they've got a pretty good shot. And, you know, Hunter Yurchek, Hunter Yurchek said this at our sports club earlier today. You know, you can't win three down the stretch to get bowl eligible if you, if you don't start with the first mm-hmm. one. Um, so Arkansas, obviously, they got to take this game seriously. And I think you've got to obviously try to roll momentum over from last week for sure. And, and Auburn's going to try to do the same thing. Um, but I think it, even though Arkansas did lose to Mississippi State, Arkansas is a step up in competition, I think, from Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. For I sure. didn't get the black shirt memo, by the way, uh, if, if you're watching this video. <laughs> we cut you out of the group text. I feel like Mr. Rogers, I came in here and I put a, a sweater on, took my sport coat off, put a sweater on to try to, Dress it down a little bit. No. Anyway, uh, Ethan, I know you did the scouting report on Auburn this week, like you do yeah. every week for the magazine. What have you seen from them? What do you think people should know about the Tigers? Yeah, I mentioned this earlier in the week, but they just probably couldn't have had a better stretch to close mm-hmm. the year. I mean, obviously they have Alabama, and if you're probably going to lose that one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this the stretch that they've had of Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, the New Mexico State – it, it that's just a very winnable stretch, and they've taken care of business in two of them already. Uh, this Arkansas game is really big for them, as is Arkansas. But it's probably—I mean, it's it's bigger for Arkansas though, to be honest, because Auburn's at five wins. They should beat New Mexico State next week and become bowl eligible. Arkansas mm-hmm. needs this one to become bowl eligible. I just think it's kind of two teams in a similar situation, especially had Arkansas come out on top of Mississippi State like that. That loss just really. Mars kind of the finish that Arkansas could have had, but it feels like they kind of figured things out with the offensive coordinator change. Um, it, it's almost like you're, you started one week later than you wanted to on trying to finish the season, how you, how it kind of looked like Arkansas could. I think Auburn though does 
like really pose a threat just because of the momentum that they have right now. They're really running the football <clears throat> um, better right now. Their defense has been pretty good all year. I'm not going to – there's nothing that Auburn's really great at this year, but they're, they're decent in a lot of areas. Um, defense, they're – They've been pretty good on third downs. I think they're third in the SEC and third down defense, 18th in the nation. Um, they've the real thing with Auburn though is it, it just feels like if if you can stop the run on them, you should win. They are so bad passing the football. Um, at least they haven't shown that they can do it against anybody of worth like of any decent defense can shut them down. So um, it, I said this earlier in the week too, but I feel like the start will be really important because both teams have a lot of momentum coming in. Um, so it, I kind of feel like whatever team kind of throws that first punch and puts the other team on their heels will definitely have an advantage. I feel like turnovers are going to be a big and, – and you and I wrote about turnovers in our keys today. You've got Auburn. They're plus four in turnover margin. Arkansas is plus two. Both of these teams have scored – multiple defensive touchdowns this year. I think Arkansas may rank first nationally in defensive yep. touchdowns or, or they're Tied. up there with four. Yeah. When, you know, we we do these efficiency ratings every year or every week and it gives us a score uh, for that week. It says Arkansas 23-22 this week. And so when it just seems like there's such a razor thin margin, turnovers, I feel like really become a, a potential key. It doesn't have to be a turnover that scores you a touchdown. It could just be one that, flips the field position, and, and that could be a key when I think the teams are maybe as evenly matched as it feels like they are this week. Of course, when we say that, it, a lot yeah, of times it doesn't turn out to be that way. Arkansas's defense this year has faced short field so many times. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice, like, if Arkansas, like, against Mississippi State, um, you know, you get a turnover right off the bat, um, put your, your offense that has had been struggling, I guess, before the bye week, you give them a, uh, a short field to work with, with Kenny Guyton, um, you might get some different results. But I, I do know – I think Auburn's mm -hmm. red zone defense has been improving, um, if I remember right. Um, but I think, like, the the turnover battle is going to be interesting to watch because this is not – this has not been a vintage passing year for KJ. Mm -hmm. He's got a pick in six of his last seven games, and I think he's thrown two picks in two of those games. He got eight picks for the year, and I think he had nine in his first two full seasons as a starter. So his decision-making hasn't been as sharp as we've been accustomed to seeing. He's got to keep the ball out of harm's way because Auburn's got a couple of DBs. I think it's Jalen Simpson and DJ James. They've got, I think, six picks between them, seven pass breakups, and they, I think they've only given up two touchdowns in pass coverage between the two of them. Um, Auburn's secondary, if KJ floats a ball up or throws a ball in double coverage like he did last week for whatever reason mm – -hmm. It might get picked off. Simpson had four picks in the first five games of the year. Like pick had, six too. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that also kind of along that that note of it being razor thin, and you talking about the red zone. I feel like red zone will be really important because Arkansas and uh, Auburn each have like an elite kicker. They're both on the Lou Groza. Uh, Auburn's kicker um, is Evan McPherson of the Bengals. His little brother, I think, is um, Alex McPherson. I hope I'm not messing up his first name, but. Um, his little brother is kicking for the Tigers this year, and he's not missed a field goal this year, I don't believe. Um, so I feel like it's going to be really important what team can score touchdowns in the red zone. Arkansas yeah. so often this year, it's like it's kind of stalled down there. Um, Auburn can't pass the ball very well. Um, I, I think whatever team makes plays through the air down in the red zone, um, 
I, I just think touchdowns and red zone will be really big this game because you have two kickers who can definitely get you points. But I mean, it might be one of those games where the difference is who's going to capitalize and actually punch it in. Yeah, you know, yeah Auburn, sure. Auburn's the only game that Auburn doesn't have a pick in this year is the Texas A&M game. Like, and they've got two picks in three different games. And in that a, game, they scored a defensive touchdown on a scoop and score. And they've got they've got a string of you know a pick in five straight games. Mm-hmm. So that's a it's a pretty opportunistic defense, I think. And you just like KJ kind of looked like himself again last week. He needs to get back to doing that. Plus, take care of the football, throwing it. Mm-hmm. And I think Arkansas, you know, stands a pretty good chance. It just seems to me they figured out with KJ that what they've been doing with him all year, they were turning him into a quarterback that was not who he is. I mean, and we we talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. He's not a drop back pocket quarterback. And last week it looked like Kenny Guyton, who has been on staff when KJ was KJ, so to speak, he knew, hey, here's what we got to do with him and and well, it sure looked like it worked with him and Rocket. And you saw after the game, just I know there was a lot of video footage of just the emotion between Kenny Guyton and KJ just after the game, kind of sure. in the tunnel. It just seemed like <clears throat> KJ, I mean, you wrote a really nice story on it, just like leaving the field with a smile on his face for once. But just like you could see the emotion of him with Kenny Guyton. It was almost like, thank you for just letting me go out there and kind of do <laughs> what I wanted, like let me play my game. And I think that he's probably – getting that second wind of the season just of like, all right, I'm back. I'm kind of doing what I'm most comfortable with. I'm interested to see tackles this week. What does Arkansas do with its tackles? Because for one reason or another, they had to make changes to their tackles last week. Tykeese Crawford comes in when Patrick Kudis gets hurt. Uh, Chambly was totally ineffective. I mean, you look at his pro football focus score, it was bad, bad. Like Would it scare me if I looked at it? 33.2. I mean, it was <laughs> – that's not real good. <laughs> I mean, that's like half of average. No context. Uh, it's it's bad. And uh, you know, Devin Manuel came in and and played well, you know, fairly well in his spot at left tackle. I think they're going to go with Manuel and and Crawford this week. Yeah. And that's who I have thought is their two best options at tackle all season. Now we know why Manuel hadn't played. He's been hurt, dealing with various injuries. I think like three different injuries he's had since August. Um, it's affected his, his practice time, obviously has affected his playing time. I'm going to be surprised if he's not at left tackle and Crawford's at right tackle. It's just kind of like a baseball lineup. What's working, stick with what's hot. And I, I think yeah. that's what they're going to do because the offense changed when they made their change of tackles in the second half last week. Yeah, I would I would be surprised if it wasn't those two guys too. And Patrick Kudis has been a guy that, you know, I was – when actually when Patrick Kudis went down with his injury, I think it was in maybe the first half. I think it was second quarter he went down – and I'm writing the live updates for our site, which you can read those during games if you want. Um, I was I went to Pro Football Focus and was like, okay, what I want to try to contextualize what Arkansas is losing with Kudis. He's at the time he'd play going into the weekend, he'd played the third most snaps on offense, but he had Arkansas's third lowest overall offense grade. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be very hard to find a replacement that can be better than third worst on the team in terms of offense grade. Like, I know that is a tough position, and I'm obviously in no position or stature to, you know, critique really offensive line play. Um, but I think Craw- Tykees Crawford has been here for a while, mm-hmm. and I think it's – I think he is probably well past ready to try to contribute, you know, to a full game. And Sam Pittman on Wednesday on during the SEC coaches teleconference didn't sound real optimistic that Kudis would be available. So I think it's it probably going to be Taki's show on Saturday. I think it should be. 
based on the way he played against Florida. I I just, I'm a big believer in riding the high hand. Yeah. I mean, you, you put together as many explosives Mm -hmm. on offense as Arkansas did last week. I think you just, you have to figure out who was on the field when what worked and keep those guys on the field and do it again. Mm -hmm. This game is weird to me. I mean, it's like, it's, I don't, I don't have any feel for how this game's going to go. And I, I feel like a lot of times we do have a feel for how it's going to go. Now, and not always turn out that way. I mean, look at Mississippi State a few weeks ago. But I don't know how this goes. It, it's, uh, it feels like a total, total toss-up. And I guess you know, all the different metrics would, would support that. I think Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite by Vegas. Typically, the home team gets, what, about two or three points? Yeah. I mean, like we said, in the efficiency ratings, it's 23 Neutral to field is probably it's pick them. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because I feel like I'm the same with you. I'm like, I don't know how this game's going to go, but I'm very confident that if Arkansas can maintain Auburn's drawing game, I would feel very confident picking Arkansas. Like, that's Auburn's – if Jarquez Hunter isn't going for them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just don't see them have enough points against Arkansas. I said the same thing about Mississippi State, and then Arkansas' offense just laid an absolute <laughs> egg. I was – I mean – it's one of those things. I think the offense for Arkansas sticks enough now that if the defense can rise to the occasion and stop the run um, against Auburn, I'd feel very confident picking Arkansas. But with how Auburn's been running it recently, I do feel like you can't like just go out there and feel great about. You can't totally overlook anybody if you you're Arkansas right now. At I don't all. The way they play. But it does feel like the cloud has lifted a yeah. little bit on this team. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, and and for, I don't know that it was Dan Enos's fault, but making that change. Seems like it's just changed something in the building, with the the personality of everybody. Everybody just seems happier. You know, I know winning will do that to you, but I don't know. It just seems like maybe that cloud is lifted, and maybe this is a different team than what we saw for four or five, six weeks. Yeah, no, I think I keep on repeating things I said earlier in the week, but I feel like if you play that Mississippi State game now, like that's just one you want back so bad because you mm-hmm. play it now with how they're how they were playing on offense on Saturday, you win that game handily. Like your defense played so well. I think that just, yeah, that cloud's been lifted. They saw themselves win a one-possession game. That was a curse that went back to – I mean, they won the Liberty Bowl, but let's be real. They, they blew a 25-point They blew lead. a lead in that one. It's a little bit different story. But, I mean, that – when was the last time before that that they'd won a one-possession game that was just kind of neck and neck? I guess you could go you back You wrote to, about that recently, didn't you? Yeah. Cincinnati um, maybe Cincinnati. Year. Maybe I think there might have been one – between Cincinnati and the, but yeah, I mean it, it had, it had been, been a while. long time since they'd won a one possession game. It I think kinda, it was Cincinnati. Yeah, it was Cincinnati last yeah. year. Yeah, in the season opener, and that one didn't even feel like a one possession game. It really didn't. It didn't. You're so right. it's it feels like that curse might have been broken a little bit. We'll see this week. I mean, it, I just think that, that that did so much for their confidence. Not only that you won by a one, you won a one possession game. You did it in a place that Arkansas has never won before. Um, you did it in a in a tough place to go win. So. I feel like it's a little bit different mojo right now. For all the things you say about Florida, they've been a good home team. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they don't lose a whole yeah. lot different. They don't lose a whole keys. lot of home games. They were completely different offense, home and road or mm-hmm. neutral. And then, yeah. But, I, um, you know, Ethan was talking about, and I totally agree, slowing the run probably has to be your first, your first priority. Yep. It's the top of your priority list if you're Arkansas's defense. I think Arkansas's in a position, especially after what you saw from their cornerbacks last week, with Snacks getting an SEC weekly honor. Yeah. Nudie is now the top-rated corner in the country by PFF, which we talked about earlier in the week. Yep. Jalen Braxton was also honored. Freshman of the um, week. Freshman of the week earlier this week. Your corners are good. You're really good. And coming into town is a passing offense that 
there is a lot to be desired there. Mm-hmm. I think they're averaging like under 170 yards passing. It's 164.4. It's just I think Arkansas is in a position where maybe it's just me, but I think that they can potentially tie Auburn, tie one hand behind Auburn's back, take that pass game away, make them one dimensional, and then if you think Travis Williams's defense is aggressive. Before that, hmm. let his guys pin his ears back and go defend the run and worry about that only because they know the guys behind them have their back. I think you could see a super aggressive Arkansas defense, and that would be that would be a huge key to me. I completely agree with you, but I also say I do think Arkansas has to be wary of. They've had trouble a lot of times this year defending like the tight end slicing across, and Auburn's tight end is like kind of like he's one A one B with the receiver is like key part of their passing game. So I think Arkansas pin your back really stop the run but can't lose like tight ends like they have so many times this year i feel like that's killed them in a lot of games i mean i know the lsu game is one that comes to mind right off the bat but there's been several others that just feel like the tight end like slicing over they just have lost them and i think that honestly if you can take that away and you can pin down the run, like this auburn offense has not been great this year limit limit their big plays too like jack mm-hmm. hunter got auburn off to a really good start last week against vanderbilt i think 67 and 56 yard mm-hmm. touchdown runs and then after that it was kind of kind of touch and go offensively for them i think if you limit limit a big play early in the game you get your feet underneath you i think you got a decent shot you can read Ethan's keys or Ethan's uh, scouting report. Scotty and I wrote the keys on our website at wholehogsports.com uh, leading up to this game against Auburn. The Whole Hog Football Podcast is sponsored by Kendall King. Design, display, signage, kendallking.com, K-E-N-D-A-L-K-I-N-G.com. The Kendall King Group family of companies plays to win, just like our hogs. We know how demanding retail marketing is today. From digital omnichannel creative services through in-store signing and displays, and finally, to social influence. We've got you covered. Our KKG Inc. family of companies, Kindle King, Shopcart Creative, and Soapbox Influence are winning with multiple retailers and brands. We play to win, and we'll be a winning partner for all your retail marketing service needs. Go Hogs! We'll do a run around the SEC right now. All 14 teams are playing conference games this weekend. That Typically doesn't happen. You typically have a non-conference game sprinkled in there next week. Avert your eyes when you look at the schedule next week. It's a, Just it's watch a, college basketball <laughs> next yeah, Saturday. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty bad week for SEC football next week. But this week, uh, we'll start with the early games. Alabama goes to Kentucky. It's an 11 a.m. Central kickoff in Lexington. ESPN will televise. How many times Kentucky has beaten Alabama? Have they ever? Two. Two times. Two times. <laughs> it's not going to happen this weekend at all. Like, I think Alabama's rolling. Um, they put away a pretty good LSU team a couple, by a couple touchdowns last weekend, yeah. and Missouri's gone in, and I think they probably kind of <clears throat> put Kentucky on the mat, maybe, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, I like Alabama pretty big, maybe two scores, if not more. I'm right there with you. Jalen Miller played really well last week. Um, everybody's calling that the most genius move of Nick Saban's career by benching in week two. I don't know if I'd go that far, but um, – but, yeah, he's playing really well right now. I like Alabama by a lot. I just feel like Alabama's strengths and Kentucky's weaknesses conflict to the point that Alabama Bama wins this going to run for, big. like, 350 I think yards. Alabama runs the ball quite a bit on them because this isn't a, a typical Stoops defense yeah. this year. And then, you know, Kentucky, their offense is running the ball. Um, you know, run right into the teeth of maybe the best run defense in the SEC. A&M obviously has a stake there. But 
Yeah, I think I think Alabama it's wins basketball that. season in Kentucky now. Yep. I guess officially. There's a great. I remember a car, great cartoon about six or seven years ago. Uh, to Kentucky fan jumping up. We're going to a bowl game. The other guy sitting next to him, sit down. The basketball game's on. <laughs> Vanderbilt goes to South Carolina. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff on SEC Network. Maybe God. the two worst teams in the uh, – definitely the two worst in the East, I think. God, you total That's total sicko committee type stuff right there. <laughs> like that's got to be pretty high. I, I like South Carolina um, just because Vanderbilt's not – They're not good. Not a good team. Nope. I regret this anytime I've ever done it. It's never worked out, but I'm picking Vanderbilt. Oh um, my gosh. I really don't buy South Carolina at all. Like I watched them in Jacksonville State last week. That was pretty sick. I just wanted to see Gamecock on Gamecock for a little bit. They should have, I feel like they should have lost that game. They played so, I'm just, I'm not buying Vanderbilt either. This is more of an, I don't like South Carolina. He's right trying to now, go against the grain. We yeah. grew up in different parts of South Arkansas. He didn't see cockfights growing up. I'd seen them already. <laughs> I, South Carolina, bad offensively, bad defensively, but Vanderbilt worse offensively, worse defensively. I, I think South Carolina, and being at home, I think they win that game. 2.30 kickoff, it's the game of the week on CBS. Tennessee goes to Missouri. Missouri, could the Georgia effect sneak in? I don't know. I don't think Missouri's got anything to hold their head about after played well. playing at Georgia yeah, last I mean, week. I think held their own. <laughs> you saying Georgia effect made me rethink everything. <laughs> But I do like Missouri. I think that they're in that conversation as like one of the really good teams this year. Probably, obviously, they're not going to get in the the college football playoff, but it is a really good team. Mm -hmm. And I think it's exceeded a lot of expectations. Um, Missouri's really good. Like, if you can go and compete with Georgia, like I know that, what was the final score? It was like a 10 or 10 plus point game or something like that. Kudos to them for keeping it that close. A lot of a lot of schools go in there and just get their doors mm-hmm. blown off. But I, I think I like Missouri. I like Missouri as well. I just think that they're I, – I think we've sold them short for a lot of the year. Just yeah. like they're going to – oh, they're going to go in Missouri and they're not actually for real. But they haven't really given any reason to think that they aren't. Say what all you year, want about – team. Say what you want about Drinkwitz. He's got a good team. Yeah, he's got a very he's good, got good team. A good team. Got Brady me. Cook has honestly – it's funny because he's played so well this year, but it's mm-hmm. like in the last few minutes of the LSU game and then at Georgia thrown really – bad time interceptions yeah. that have kind of cost them the game. They could, if a, if a couple things go different, they could be undefeated right now. In Tennessee, mm-hmm. I don't know that they're a real good road team this yeah. year. Uh, I think Missouri wins that in Columbia. Close game. I, I like the Tigers. Uh, Ole Miss goes to Georgia Saturday night, ESPN, 6 o'clock central kickoff. This feels like the game, and, and we said this with Missouri going there, last week too mm-hmm. but Ole Miss has got a lot higher profile than Missouri does yeah I feel like the game where you go in there and it's all hype and then all of a sudden it's 21 to nothing Georgia before you even know what happens it's a gonna be a night game in Georgia that I don't imagine that's gonna be a very fun place or you know probably won't be communication <clears throat> is gonna be really really tough for Ole Miss is it it it's probably gonna be similar to the environment that Arkansas went into there mm-hmm. a few years ago but it's seven hours later in the day yep no way Georgia loses that game. If Ole Miss runs into them earlier in the year, I would feel a lot better about maybe picking an upset, but they are running into Georgia at the wrong time. They're figuring things out. I like Georgia big. I think Carson Beck is really underrated as a quarterback, too. And, you know, people say, well, they've done this, they've done that since Brock Bowers went down. Efficient, the efficiency rating, say, Georgia is rolling right along. I mean, they're, yeah, they scored 30 points last week against Missouri, but they did it in like nine possessions. Yeah. And so they're being real efficient. And then defensively, they're just so darn good that, yeah, I, mean, I think they beat the league in passing four to one 
touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, he's having really a good, good year. Player. He's having a good year. He is. He. I don't know that he's Stetson Bennett, but he has stepped in to this point and uh, you know proven himself well. Georgia. This is their last home game too. By the way, they finished the year back to back at Tennessee and at Georgia Tech. Florida goes to LSU. It'll be a night game, six thirty on the SEC Network. We don't know about what's going to happen with Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I think that that determines the winner because their backup is you're not I'm not trusting no, what is it Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer. Yeah. not trusting him if uh but I don't I think that Florida team has started its tailspin yeah I think so too and I like I like LSU at, at home especially at night I agree I don't think Florida gets another win this season I think they finish five and seven and miss a bowl and yeah, Nate, they might. You're probably gone. Yeah, they they very well. That's might. a job that you can't decline year one to year two and survive. This is the yeah. game that may save his his bacon. Good. I mean, get especially if they get Jaden Daniels out against LSU. And the way it looked last week at Alabama, it certainly didn't look like he's going to be playing in seven days. Now maybe he can make a recovery. Uh, hopefully he can because I think he's a great player. But I, I think it all depends on if Jaden Daniels plays. I think if Jaden Daniels doesn't play. I think Florida's got a good chance to go in there and win. They're they're pissed off after what happened the last two weeks. If Daniels plays, I don't think they can slow him down, especially if he's you know effective and efficient. Uh, the other game Saturday night, Mississippi State goes to Texas A and M. It's on ESPN two at six thirty. Avert your eyes whenever Mississippi State is <laughs> yeah. on offense. Yeah, that's what I was about to say that. I think my bold prediction for the weekend is Mississippi State gets shut out. I think they might. I, I really think they might. I'm I'm with you there. I. I wouldn't watch a second of this game. No. I just think it's ugly colors and going to be ugly football. I like A&M by a lot. I would I would watch Vanderbilt, South Carolina over Mississippi State, Texas A&M, just to see if, if Shane Beamer's – just to, to see if his um, – Who he blames? Yeah, if he blames <laughs> blames somebody or just – I just I'm kind of there for the – downfall maybe kicking another gatorade bucket and breaking his foot yeah you guys are probably too young to remember when mississippi state and AM played each other in the uh independence bowl in shreveport in a snowstorm in the late <laughs> 90s that was the, i don't know you're you're saying the colors that made me think of that <laughs> yeah i'm with scotty i think mississippi state may get shut out this week because texas a&m is so good defensively i know they didn't play good against old miss last week but that was an aberration. Defensively, they've been really good this year. And Mississippi State's offense has just totally hit the skids. Uh, I, I think A&M, especially with that being a Kyle Field, I think they win big. All right, finally, Auburn at Arkansas, 3 o'clock kickoff, like we said, on the SEC Network. Feels like a toss-up. Vegas thinks it's a toss-up, I feel like. Our efficiency ratings think it's a toss-up. What say you, Scotty? I like Arkansas. They've given me a reason to pick them again. And I do, like I mentioned earlier, I think that Arkansas's defense, especially like your cornerback (laughs) spots, I think you've got guys that can, again, you know, kind of tie a hand behind Auburn's back and make them run the ball first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they want. I think that's what Auburn wants to do anyway. But obviously you've got to, you know, give your run game some slack by trying to throw it. If Arkansas can take the throw away, um, I think that they can, you know, gang up on, on Jarquez Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I think this comes down to just two big things. Can Arkansas stop the run, and does Arkansas's offense continue to pick up where it did off last week? I'm going to go ahead and pick Arkansas. I think it'll be close, though. I think, you know, the fact Arkansas is at home, and we wrote on this today, they they don't have a great home field advantage. They just don't. But there's always time to start one, you know what I mean? And I feel like this is a time where they could do that against Auburn this week. There was a great crowd. I was really impressed with how the crowd showed up for Mississippi State a few weeks ago. Given that Arkansas was a two-win team, they hadn't won an SEC game, it was an 11 a.m. kickoff, all of these ingredients were in place for it to be a horrible crowd. 
and give those people a lot of credit because they were in it until the bitter end, and it was a bitter end. And that came <laughs> they against stuck Mississippi around a State. lot longer than I wanted to. I mean, they have they they had they gave them a lot more home field advantage. I feel like than most teams who are two and five and winless in the SEC and can't score a touchdown would get in that game. I think they're going to give them a great home field advantage on Saturday. And then the other thing I look at, in addition to who's at home, who's on the road, is like the quality of wins. You look at Auburn's schedule. Here's who they've beaten. They've beaten UMass. They won at Cal. They beat Samford, an FCS team. UMass, by the way, may be the worst team in FBS right now. Uh, then they beat Vanderbilt, worst team in the SEC. They beat Mississippi State, the second worst team in the SEC. Now, I know Arkansas lost to Mississippi State, but I like Arkansas's win over Florida more, especially being on the road, more than I like any of those Auburn wins. And, you know, for that reason, I, I think Arkansas wins. I, I, I'm i with you. I just think there's a different feel about the team right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, I think they've got a little bit momentum that could there are the re- there this. are reasons to like the like Arkansas again and I think a lot of the reasons are offense like yeah. KJ looked like himself again Rocket you know is his right hand man again yeah. and they complement each other so when you talk about how they feed off each other it's yeah. it's so true I'm back to thinking about Arkansas maybe the way I did after week four where offensively they weren't bad against BYU they were good against LSU now granted LSU's defense is is really bad but I'm I'm back at that point where I feel like Offensively, I, I believe in Arkansas having some success again. And Auburn defensively, you mentioned they've they've improved their metrics again. They've improved the metrics against really bad, bad teams. Yeah. Offenses. I I think this is going to be the best offense that Auburn's seen in a while, and that maybe saying it's something definitely given since, definitely since Ole Miss. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, I think it's saying something given how bad Arkansas has been. But we'll see this week. Was last week Fool's Gold offensively, or is that something that's sustainable? Yeah. I, I tend to think it's something that's sustainable at least up until the Missouri game. I still think Auburn, like, I mean, what they did, they held Georgia to 27, Ole Miss to like 20. I still think they have a pretty good defense, even if they have played some bad teams in between, but I'm with you there. All right. Well, walksports.com, if you want to read our coverage leading up to the game, obviously after the game, uh, plenty of basketball coverage too. Friday, there's going to be a double header at Bud Walton Arena. It feels like high school basketball where you got the girls playing and then the boys playing. Uh, Ethan and Scotty and I will all be there and have plenty of coverage from basketball. Got NCAA soccer this weekend. A ton of stuff going on on campus, and you can read about all of it at wholehogsports.com. For Ethan Westerman and Scotty Bordelon, I'm Matt Jones. Hope you'll join us next week on the Whole Hog Football Podcast as we look back at Arkansas Auburn. Have a great weekend, everyone.